listening to this here podcast my name is alex uh this is the award-winning podcast podcast and today i have a very special guest he is my arch nemesis mr tyler dojon very hey, special. Hi, tyler hello everyone yeah that's that's a good introduction i'm a professional host thank you it was a very good one that's what I do. Um, Tyler is maybe the only person on this planet who is like more obsessed with football than I am. Uh, like to the point where he actually watches college football. I don't do that. And I'm pretty sure you watch like uh, high school games if they're fucking telecasted, right? I, I watch uh, high school. I watch college and I watch NFL religiously um, during what we would normally have as a high school season, I will be traveling every Friday up to roughly two to two and a half hours, um, depending on the matchups. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Last year I went down, it was about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes and watched the two. Uh, it was the number number one 4A team and number one 3A team in the state of Missouri play. Super great game. But yeah, I enjoy football. It's awesome. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, I, I don't get into it that much. I, I love it. I love the NFL. I love uh, watching all the games and, and reading stories on it. And I, I, you know, I can go on that all day. Uh, but from what I understand, the only thing you can actually masturbate to is uh, highlights from the 1980s 49ers. Is that correct? Um, that in the early 90s. Early 90s, Steve Young era. Yeah. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. You know. um, yeah, I, I'm in the same boat when it comes to the 1985 Chicago Bears, the 2006 Chicago Bears, and uh, the Jane Fonda exercise videos. <laughs> uh, so, so the reason I have Tyler on the podcast today is we're obviously going to talk about football. Um, the NFL is getting ready to start up. I mean, I technically it already started on Thursday, but... It'll be full force this Sunday as uh, we have to watch the NFL battle COVID and hopefully stick it out for a full 16-game schedule. And uh, what we decided to do was a little preview, so to speak, but not really a preview because we're looking backwards. Um, one thing I like to do a lot, like obsessively, it, like if I forget my phone and I, I have it charging and I have to go in the bathroom to take a shit, I'll sit in there for like 40 minutes anyway. And, you know, I don't have any magazines, you know, I don't have books because who the hell has books or magazines? That's just, I think you'd have to be a full fledged communist at this point to have those things. Right. So what I do is I'll sit there on the toilet 
And I'll just kind of go over in my head. I'm like, you know, who was the best quarterback in the 1990s? And I'll just like go through these things and I'll just uh, set my own top 10 list. I, I am an absolute sucker for a top 10 list. Like I'll still watch Watch Mojo videos, even though they're dog shit, just because it'll be like, oh, this is the top 10 celebrity meltdown from the early 2000s. I'm like, fuck yeah, show me Tara Reid. Let's go. Oh my gosh, she was so awesome back then. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's kind of who I am as a person. And you have indulged me. And as you just informed me, you actually took this very seriously and uh, you made spreadsheets. Is that correct? Yes, I made a spreadsheet for, for you and a spreadsheet for myself so we could compare or well, yeah, so we can visually compare and then obviously made quick notes and statistics and what have you. Right. No, I, you know what? I really appreciate that. You are a man who loves a spreadsheet. I get that. I think you missed your calling as an accountant. Um, I actually took uh, two account or two accounting classes last uh, this last year, and it's, they suck. <laughs> All right, maybe it was like an HR rep or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like I like making I'm a, I like making graphs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's. You know, that's not weird at all. I, I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, we've uh, we've wasted a lot of time. I figure we just go ahead and get to it. Mm-hmm, let's do it. Oh, wait, so, real quick. Real quick. Yeah, go ahead. What you you'll have to do, uh, you'll have to do a show on, you're mentioning like, so we're doing top 10 lists and then um, uh, you're talking about movies. We should do uh, top 10 football movies all time. Oh, I am very much in on that. I'm completely in for that. I just wanted to throw that out there before I forgot about it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all about it. I think number one on the list, like immediately comes to mind, uh, would have to be Bingo. Do you remember that movie? No, no I don't remember off? that one. Okay, well we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or uh, Air Bud Golden Retriever or Receiver. Ooh, good, good call. Good call. <laughs> okay, so. Um, what we decided to do is we're going to break down our top 10 list of players all time at each position. Now, there's a little bit of a caveat in here in some places. Um, for example, uh, offensive linemen, it's really hard to, for me, honestly, to quantify who the best O-lineman is. So what we're going to do is the best offensive line throughout history. So, you know, think like the the Hogs from the Washington, you know, football team back in the 80s before they were the Washington the football team. The Washington football team. <laughs> the what? <laughs> the Washington racial slurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, what we're starting off with is on the defensive side of the rock because that's you know, if you're going to start a foundation of your team, you got to start with the D, right? You always got to go with the D. Fucking A. So we're uh, we're starting with safeties. Now, I, I did not, you know, I didn't think we needed to differentiate between strong safety and free safety. I don't think that really matters. I didn't do it either. Yeah. So I think a safety is a safety. You know, obviously there's a difference if you pay attention to football, but... It's not like there's been 
150 amazing safeties, your cover safeties, um, your right. coverage safeties. I mean, yeah, you can get real in depth on it. But I really love the fact that if we're doing the, like both safeties, the strong safeties and the free safeties, there's such a wide variety of players to choose from. You know, like as far as just like their play style, like you said, you've got the coverage guys, the center fielders, and then you've got the guys that'll come right up on the line of scrimmage and basically play linebacker. Oh yeah, I've got a few of them because you know. Oh yeah. Who doesn't like so a big two hundred and thirty pound safety? Fucking aw- yeah, I'm all about that. You know, back like with the Cam Chancellor with the Seahawks back in the day, he was he was fucking fun to watch. Just crush people over the middle. Yep. He did not make my list, though. <laughs> he was on my list until I edited it. Nice, nice. So, uh, I guess we'll just kind of go ahead and start it off. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll mention people I had listed as my best of the rest. These are people that just didn't quite make the list. Um, number one on that list for me was Darren Sharper. Like, he was so good. Also, he's a serial rapist. That's so funny so, because he's my one asterisk for safeties. Yeah. And my note is sexual assault. <laughs> like, it's kind of hard. It's like OJ Simpson. If we're going to talk about great running backs, you know, you kind of almost have to talk about OJ. But also, he murdered people. Like, it's really hard to differentiate between the human being and the productive player on the field. And Darren Sharper was really great for a long time. And then it, you know, came out that, yeah, he's a, he's a serial rapist. So I left him off the list because fuck that guy. Yeah, he likes all those, uh, those older ladies. Yeah. Like, was that him or was that uh, Kellen Winslow? Oh, it may have been Kellen Winslow. Yeah, I think, I think Darren Sharper was just like a, a younger, more like physically intimidating Bill Cosby in that he would just uh, like roofie a bunch of attractive women at a bar. <laughs> yeah, great guy. Like, anyway. Like he would need it. Right. I mean, God damn, what a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> anyway, uh, the other guy that didn't make, one of the other guys that didn't make my list was Rodney Harrison. And that's probably a potentially controversial take. He was really, really good. But I just, you know, as I started to make the list, I realized that he just didn't quite fit in. Uh, And then two other guys I... Our lists are lining up. Like, he's my very last safety. Oh, really? And I wanted to put an asterisk next to him, too. Right. (laughs) Why is that? Um, He's a really, really good player. And I find him very controversial as far as um, ethics in the game of football. He's dirty. Yeah, exactly. He's dirty as hell. Yeah. So <laughs> I wanted I wanted to get him off the list, kind of put him next to that Darren Sharper. But yeah. I, I don't know. I couldn't quite find another person to leapfrog him. You know, I. Yeah, I, I just I had other people on the list that I felt like were better. So that's the only reason he's not on my list. Um, and then I had two more guys, and the only reason they're not on the list is the only reason that they're not going to make the Hall of Fame, at least in my opinion, uh, injuries. Uh, so number one on that was Bob Sanders. Do you remember him with the Colts? Who was his name? Bob Sanders. Bob Sanders. No. 
You don't remember Bob Sanders with the Colts back in like the mid 2000s? No, no. I mean, Dude, he was awesome. He was great. Like he was every bit as good as like that Troy Polamalu kind. You know, like he was really great, and he was awesome in coverage. Like he he was a strong safety, and he could come down and make the hit and knock people out, and then he could bail back and make those interceptions. And he was, I mean, he was great. He was one of the only reasons that the Colts defense was not completely horrendous, but he just couldn't stay healthy to save his life. Um, and then the other guy I had was uh, Mike Brown. Do you remember Mike Brown with the Bears at all in the early 2000s? Yeah. Yeah, he was amazing, but he was another guy who just could not stay healthy. He couldn't stay on the field, and I felt like he had potential to be you know, when you think of that mid, you know, that early to mid 2000 Bears defense, you think of Erlacher, you think of Briggs, you know, I think he would have been on that list, but he just kept getting hurt. Yes, uh, I mean, it, 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 that weighs heavily. I mean, well, I mean, I guess it's subjective, but I feel like you got to take that in consideration. No, for sure. I mean, you know, you have to be on the field. Like that's, it's not like, not to say that he wasn't a great player and not to say that he wasn't giving it his all to try and get out on the field or anything like that. He just, you know, freak injuries, soft tissue type issues. It happens. There's just nothing you can really do about it. But that's uh, that was my list of the best of the rest, so to speak, uh, guys who just didn't quite make the list. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and start it off with my number 10 we'll go in reverse order at number 10 i had steve atwater of the denver broncos i'm sure you remember the big man oh yeah (laughs) he's uh kind of world famous for being able to knock a motherfucker out he was uh he was awesome and he he was an anchor on a defense too oh for sure for a long long time and uh you know the one play I think I always remember, like I didn't watch football back in that day, but you know, I watch highlights and NFL films, and all of it. And like the one thing, if you're going to, if you're going to talk about Steve Atwater, you got to talk about the hit he laid on Christian Akoya of the Chiefs. Dude, he stonewalled him. <laughs> Christian Akoya is like 260 pounds of pure muscle. And everyone's talking about how you can't tackle him. And he the bursts Nigerian through the line. Dream. The Nigerian nightmare. Nightmare, yeah. <laughs> he gets into the open lane, goes right through, Atwater hits him, flush, and puts him in the dirt. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, other than that, though, he was a, a, a defensive stalwart for many years for a great franchise that had a great run, and he's a two-time Super Bowl champion. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Who did you have at number 10? Well, Rodney Harrison was my number 10. Okay. And um, like I said before, he was controversial, but he was, I mean, when he's on the field, he's a great player. Um, Just not so, uh, his moral compass wasn't the greatest. All right. (laughs) So he was, but man, he was a, he was solid. You still with me? Yep. I got you. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, 
Rod, I think Rodney, if he had played in the 70s, he'd be like first ballot Hall of Fame. And like, you know, there would be none of this talk about how he was dirty because that's just how you played in the 70s. But in an era where we know about concussions and, you know, that kind of shit. But even well, more in than an era where there's rules. Yeah. I would have no problem, like you said, you know, playing in their earlier stages of the football. But right. when everyone's biting by the same set of rules right. and you don't, then that's where it's unethical. One of the biggest problems I always had with him is he went after people's knees. Um, you know, even before we knew about like concussions and shit, you know, everyone knew about knees. And if you hit someone in the knees right, you could have ended their career back in the day. Man, well, yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest gripe from about him, right? Yeah, I think almost like universally wide receivers and everybody that played against them, that was their biggest problem with them is that he would just go for the knees. And he's like, well, I'm small, you know, i got to hit people in the knees. Like, whatever. Man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, other than that, though, he really was a great player for a lot of years. Um, it's just almost kind of like poetic justice that, you know, perhaps the one thing he'll be known for most uh, out of all of his accomplishments was getting burned by David Tyree for the helmet catch oh in the 2007 Super Bowl. Eli over there, Mr. Gunslinger. <laughs> Brett Favre, I, 2.0. Oh, it's just ridiculous. Like, we could talk about that all day. That that game is just like the most shocking moment I've ever witnessed in, in NFL history. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was crazy, but we'll move on because um, we don't have all day. I guess technically we do. Um, so number nine, I had Larry Wilson of the St. Louis Cardinals. Do you uh, know of him at all? Oh no, we're going back way too far now. <laughs> yeah, he played back in like the. Like, I guess the late 60s, 70s, and, uh, like, he's really cool to, like, watch his highlights because he's just this white guy with no teeth. He looks like he's 59 out there, and he's, like, in his mid-20s, and he's just leveling people, knocking people out, and, uh, he's wearing number eight. It's really interesting just to watch him play because of the contradictions of what the game is now. He's really big for his uh, position, too, at least for yeah. even by um, today's standards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a big man, for you know, especially for a D-back. And he, he laid the wood to some people. Some of his hit highlights are really fun to watch. 60s, 70s. He had a pretty decent career, too. Oh, yeah. No, he made a lot. He made a lot of plays. He was one of the truly legitimate St. Louis Cardinal football players. Like, not, and there aren't very many, <laughs> but he makes that list. If man, yeah, his fifty-two picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a he was a baller. He could he could get out there and and he could handle it. He was great. Well, for my number nine, I had the um, R.I.P. Sean Taylor. Ooh, I, you know, I so wanted to put him on the list, but he just. You know, and it's obviously not his fault. He was murdered. It wasn't long enough, yeah. Right, he just didn't do it long enough. Because he, oh my God, was he good. 
yeah. he was the same size as Cam Chancellor, but he had four three speed, and he was just unreal. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, I, I was I didn't want to find a way to not put him on the list, but I was looking for other players to jump him. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like no. he deserved it. I hundred percent agree. He would have totally been on my list if he had played just like a couple more years. Even like he was that good. He was stellar. It's it's kind of funny that I think like the signature moment of his career is the game, the Pro Bowl, when he blew up the punter Brian Mormon. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh man, Brian Mormon was hyped up as a punter can ever be because he was fast. And he, it was like a fake punt or whatever. And he just running. And I, or I don't, you know what? He might not even have the ball. I don't know what the situation was. But he's running. And he gets a one-on-one with Sean Taylor. And Sean Taylor just lights his ass up like a Christmas tree. It was perfect. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, you can't get that in any more Pro Bowls. No, <laughs> no, you're damn sure not going to see anybody lighting a motherfucker up in the Pro Bowl anymore. That's that's. But yeah, um, rest in peace, Sean Taylor. I mean, he. Yeah. I don't know. He was just the what he could have been had he not been gunned down. Dude, he was Ed Reed and fucking Cam Chancellor put together. It's a damn shame we didn't get to see more of them. I mean, obviously, the loss of human life is, you know, just horrendous either way. But, you know, to have that kind of all-world talent snatched away from, you know, the world to watch. It's just. And the great thing with, oh, well, I shouldn't say the great thing, but the, the thing about him is you could see it, even though his NFL career was as short as it was, um, you could see it in his, in his college years, too. Like, you could tell yeah. he played college ball. Like, this is an elite NFL player playing mm-hmm. in college right now. Yeah, no, I mean, no doubt. You know, he was – there's a reason he was a safety and he was taken in, what, like number five or some shit with the Redskins? Yeah. Yeah, he was He was legit. <laughs> he was this great – oh, man, it's just an absolute shame. Um, all right, well – I'll jump in and say my number eight was Jack Tatum. Ooh, I love Jack Tatum. Oh, yeah. I love Jack Tatum, and I didn't put him on my list, and I feel like a shitheel about it, but I didn't put him on my list. <laughs> well, um, we're like, I know he didn't play a whole bunch of years with the Oilers, but the, yeah. the one year he did. He had so many good hits. Yeah. You know, but obviously he's known for the, the Oakland days with uh, Mr. Snake down there. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah. J- uh, Jack Tatum. He's like, when I first started watching football and before there was an NFL network, there was like an NFL channel on uh, DirecTV. And it wasn't like it is now. There wasn't like, uh, I mean, there was a little bit of it, but there wasn't like a news network. It wasn't ESPN or SportsCenter. It was more just NFL films just constantly playing. So there'd be like, you know, because they used to have like their little movies about, oh, the Raiders of the 70s or like 
uh, pure sweetness. Here's Walter Payton. That was where I really fell in love with the game because I, I could learn about the history of the game while watching some of the best players that I never would have gotten a chance to see. And Jack Tatum was one of those guys that I fucking loved watching because he was just crushing people. Everywhere. Oh, my God. He There's that hit he laid out in the Super Bowl against the Vikings where the receiver's helmet pops off. And, like, if you're watching it from the distance, like, from the broadcast perspective, it looks like the motherfucking head goes off. Like, you don't see it for a minute. Yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, it was he was fucking great. Um, I don't know any of his numbers. I'll straight up all all I know about him is that he was like one of the most feared players in NFL history. Oh yeah, hands down. Um, I mean, he had a he had your I guess it would be your average. Um, well, I shouldn't say it's above average, but like as far as a Hall of Famer goes, average length in career. He played. Uh, I think it was. 10 years. Nice. If I'm reading this correct. Yeah. So, Jack Tatum it is. <laughs> well, I, I can't disagree with it, but uh, my number eight is actually Earl Thomas. Man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I, I figured you'd have a lot of like mean things to say. No, you'll see why. <laughs> yeah, I have him at eight. Um, he's he's great. I mean, he's uh, he's one of those dudes who can do it all. And I think when we really start to look into it, you know, years from now, when we're when we're you know when people are analyzing the great. 2000s or 2010 Seahawks and that defense, the Legion of Boom. Um, I think people are going to say that Earl Thomas was the best player on that team. I just, I, I get a feeling that people are going to think that way because he was, he was the key to everything. I know that, you know, what was it? Jamal uh, Adams just got traded to the Seahawks and uh, what the fuck's his name? That jackass coach, the defensive coordinator for the Jets now. Um, Bounty Gate. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, he was down in Nala. How the hell do I not know this? Yeah, he was, just, I, he was with the Browns. Yeah, uh, Greg, Greg uh, Williams, Greg Williams. He's such a jackass. But so they trade away Jamal Adams, and he came out and and he put his foot in his mouth because that's all that motherfucker knows how to do. And he said, well, I think he's going to be pretty bored because all they do is cover three. And I'm like, dude, did you not watch what the fuck Earl Thomas did his entire fucking Seahawks career? Are you out of your mind? You can shut down a field by not playing coverage. I mean. Right. It's, oh, man. He's, Earl Thomas at his peak. And even now, he's still really good. But at his peak was you don't throw to that side because he could pick it off or he might kill your wide receiver. <laughs> One yeah, of those dudes can do it both. He was so good. Um, he could play coverage. He could play zone. Um, well, I was going to save this because I have Earl Thomas at number six. Oh, Wow. Yeah, I know, right? Being a Niners fan. 
I get to see a lot of them, or I used to. <laughs> yeah. Enough to turn your stomach. So anyways, <laughs> um, did you know that his first sack actually came last year with Baltimore Ravens? I feel like I did know that, but that's crazy for as great as he was for all those years. They just, I guess they just didn't blitz him that often. Well, I mean, you figured he played eight years with Seattle and never right. had back. Of course, then again, they had Cam Chancellor. It's like if you're blitzing one of them backers, I feel like you probably got to blitz Cam Chancellor. Yeah. But, I mean, you see Earl Thomas, he would also get stuck a lot with the – I mean, which was good. But he would get stuck a lot with the uh, tight ends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he could cover them. Like, it didn't matter how big they were. He'd stick with them. Yeah, his physicality. Like, you want to compare him with uh, Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor's bigger. Yeah. Obviously, king of physicality, but he wasn't as versatile. Right. To hang with your elite of the elite tight ends, your Gronks, Kelsey's, et cetera. Oh, yeah. And he and Earl Thomas was one of the reasons. I, I'll never forget that game where the Patriots played the Seahawks and the Seahawks won. And Richard Sherman just kept chirping at fucking Tom Brady the whole game. And then afterward, there was like, you know, some media heated exchange and everything. But Richard Sherman's not the reason that 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 team was shut down. Earl Thomas completely locked down Rob Gronkowski that game. He had just no impact. Well, that and the fact that Gronk pretty much went out the entire second half after that first catch. Right, yeah. (laughs) Still. But up until that point, yeah, he was uh, he was locked up. Yes, sir. All right. Well, um, so let's see. You had your number eight was uh, my my. I, I misspoke. My number nine was Jack Tatum. Oh, so who's your number eight? My number eight is currently the general manager for the best <laughs> team in the NFC. Nice. Yeah, John Lynch. Oh, shit. I thought, okay, well, never mind. I thought it was somebody else. Who were you thinking? Trent Bulky? I was trying to think of who, uh, I, I couldn't remember, I guess. Yeah, fuck. No, obviously I knew who you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I got him there. I got him slated in front of Jack Tatum. Um, John Lynch, he was just your hard nose. I'm going to stick my head in there. Um, and it, he was also probably the first safety I started watching. Yeah. Uh, I started watching football because he played with Tampa Bay when they had their uh, power years. And that dude just laid hits. Like, it didn't, he, he played without thought of his body. Yeah. You know. No, he, he was great. I mean, obviously, he's one of the keys to that, you know, that, you know, mid-90s to early 2000s Bucks just defensive dynasty. Um, you know, with him, Derek Brooks, and uh, Warren Sapp, that, that's a hell of a, you know, you got your first level, your second level, your third level. That's pretty fucking good. Um, yeah, Lynch was, uh, he was great. I, I I do think he tends to get a little overrated at times. Oh, totally. Um, but he's certainly just amazing. I don't know. I There's not a whole lot to say about him. And hell, the job he's done as a fucking GM. <laughs> God, ridiculous. 
I know. I mean, nobody drafts receivers like he does. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. No, I agree with so, you. He, he does get overrated, but again, that was like your um, my recency bias. Like when right. I first started watching, so of course he's gonna have a heavier recency um, bias. I don't think that dude's played in like ten. Well, <laughs> when I started watching football, bro. Oh. oh, I guess you're forgetting just how old you are. How old am I exactly? Like I don't know, forty. Close. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right. So who, who you got now? All right. So actually, the next guy on my list is number seven. It's John Lynch. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So we're kind of simpatico there. Close to it anyway. Um. Okay. Well, who do you have at your seven? Do I have it my seven? I have Darren Woodson. Ooh, Darren Woodson. He's good, man. Yeah, He's good for a long good. time. Um, Darren Woodson. I mean, he he was a part of your your '90s Dallas team. Yeah. Um, I feel like I would have had him higher. Well. I feel like he could go either way. He may be as high as he is on the list because he played for the team that he did. So obviously, um, the cow that era of the Cowboys when they had their dynasty run, when they, you know, actually like weren't social distancing from the Lombardi Trophy. Um, <laughs> that offense was so potent that the defense didn't have to be on the field as much. But at the right. same time, they always carried leads, which obviously means more passing so there's not as much guessing going on so anyways he he may have looked better but at the same time i feel like he earned to be he earned his right to be on the list um, oh no also. doubt yeah i yeah. mean he's he was a great player i mean you know in order to be great and to be showcased with your greatness you have to be put in that opportunity and when he was put in that opportunity when he was put in that situation where he had to defend the past he made it happen like he was great so you can't really fault him for being surrounded by greatness everywhere else too um, and i believe he, yeah. he was always active like he didn't um you didn't have to worry about him being hurt no yeah, there's something to be said about just being an Iron Man, just period. You know, just being on the field, being there for your team. So, yeah, no, he's great. Um, so that was, I'm sorry, that was your number yeah. seven. That was my number seven. So we're both on six now. Okay. So who do you have at six? Earl Thomas. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Who do, should we talk about Earl Thomas again? I know we're all right. We're all right. <laughs> Okay. At number six, I had Paul Krause uh, from the old uh, Purple People Eaters uh, Vikings back in the 70s. So that's really interesting because I had thought about putting them on there. Yeah. And then I was just like, uh, you know what? I don't think I'm going to just because I'm not putting any Vikings on any top 10 list. <laughs> Why is that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was just saying, if anyone's going to do that, you'd think it'd be me. I'm being the Bears fan and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But... No, Paul, like, so his statistics, like, just over the course of his career, he had, like, 
80 something interceptions. He was just an absolute fiend. 81. Yeah, he, he was unbelievable. He that's a ball hawk. And with that defensive line they had in Minnesota for all those years, Alan Page, uh, uh, what's his name? Carl Ellers, I think probably up his name. But I, you know, uh, Jim Marshall, all those guys rushing the passer. You know, they didn't always take him down. And so when that ball went fluttering up, you better have somebody that could get there and take it. And more often than not, it was Paul Kraut. Yeah, he was selected to, um, I believe it was six Pro Bowls, too. Yeah, I mean, he uh, he is one of those first safeties that, like, when you start thinking about great safeties of that era, he should be way up there at the top of the list. And if I'm not mistaken... One of our Red Buddians' uncles played with him. I, I've heard that. I don't know that that's true or not. I I don't know well enough, but I've heard enough of that that I think that it is true. Well, I mean, I've spoken with him, and he's got great stories. None particularly with uh, Paul Krause, but right. Um, he just talk about playing in the Super Bowl and what have you. All four of them and losing. <laughs> well, no. Well, I guess it wouldn't have been the Super Bowl then. But well, it was. They went to four Super Bowls. They lost all of them because they're the Vikings, and that's what they do. They don't win championships. That's okay. We can't all. Yeah, yeah. You know, even my Bears managed to get one in there, for God's sake, though. Come on. <laughs> okay. Well, that was my number six. Uh, you had Earl Thomas at six. How about your number five? Charles Woodson. Charles Wood, you had Charles Woodson as a safety, huh? Well, I mean, he was a safety or corner. Um, yeah, because he got kind of mixed, like the era he played in. Yeah, when he kind of converted over to primarily passing, so he was covering slot or slot receivers. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Yeah, because it's kind of hard to define him. It's just mostly like a Swiss Army knife for that, you know. Especially when he got to the Packers, he was he was used in such a variety of ways. I fucking hated that guy when he was a Packer. <laughs> So, yeah, for, for that reason, I have him as a uh, safety and a corner. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's uh, that's, that's cool. I'm good with that. Um, my number five was Brian Dawkins, the Wolverine. Can we can we can we um, just mention that Charles Woodson, his college career? Oh, how amazing it was. How he's the only defensive player to ever win the Heisman. Yeah, that's uh, out of what, like close to two centuries of fucking college football. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, his college career was amazing. His pro career was amazing. And one of my favorite things though, about Charles Woodson is that like the one thing, like the one moment he's always going to be known for is that he's the guy that put the hit on Brady for the uh, tough rule game. Yeah. But what about his analyzing game? That's pretty yeah. tough. Huh? Sure. You don't like him when you got mossed? I don't like him, period. (laughs) (laughs) He caused me so much pain in my soul. I don't like him. (laughs) All right. So you said uh, Brian Dawkins, huh? Yeah, I have Brian Dawkins. I loved Brian Dawkins. Like I was was like a half-ass Eagles fan because of Donovan McNabb for such a while. Uh, And Brian Dawkins was my man. I loved Brian Dawkins. Okay. Yeah, he was one of those dudes who, like, just pure heart, pure effort. And then 
also on top of it, he just happens to be a freakish athlete. And uh, he had a mind for the game. Have to be super football intelligent to be able to make the reactions and the reads that he would. He'd just jump in front, take a pick, or just lay out a dude. And it didn't matter how big they were. I, I saw that guy lay out tight ends that were, you know, 50 pounds heavier than him and he'd just run right through them like they were wet tissue paper he was awesome yeah not to mention you know his uh his coming out like when he uh gets announced to come out of the game or come into oh, the game. yeah yeah i don't think anyone was ever more hyped up for any game ever than him just for every game <laughs> come out crawling on the ground and shit he did that for his uh induction too didn't he yeah, I think he did. God damn. He's awesome. I love Brian Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's all right, though. Yeah. Who do you got at number five? Who do I have at number five? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm on number four now. Oh, are you? Yeah, so I don't know if you want to hit number four up first. or. Oh, hell, why not? I uh, I have Troy Palomalo. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, who do <laughs> I'm assuming you have him on your list. I do. Where do you have him? I have Troy Palomalo as number three. Oh, so close. Close, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I obviously the hair uh, and all that, that's cool. But I mean, you just go look at this guy's highlights, his instincts, his mind for the game. And like, I don't know how many times I saw him jump the snap as a safety and just like leap over the old line and sack the quarterback as he's taking the snap. Like, what? Who the fuck does that? So if you listen to the Pat McAfee podcast or YouTube show. Yeah. I love every time that he brings up Troy Palomalu, how much he like hates him. Doesn't really hate him, obviously. Cause, oh, cause he ruined his, uh, his glory moment for the fake punt or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> it's so fun to listen to him. I can I can listen yeah. to him all day. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah, Troy Palomalu was uh, he was an absolute joy to watch, and you know, for all of his great hits and like his plays at the line of scrimmage and just you know all that stuff, he was also really great in coverage. And he has maybe two of the best interceptions ever with the diving one-handed catch where he just barely scoops it out of the grass. And then the other one where he's going up one-handed and the jump ball situation. Like, truly an all-around player. Doesn't he hold the longest kick return, too, because of the field goal? Mm, No, I don't think that was him. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, he's a stud. He was. Yeah, it's uh, it sucks that he's like he had to get old and retire because he was just super fun to watch. Um, yeah, not to mention he's coming back with his uh, Head and Shoulders commercials too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? As long as he's got those luscious locks, he is always going to have that available to put a dent in his wallet. And before we move on, let's let's not forget to add that he also forced the NFL to uh, make rule changes to leaping over players. Yeah. 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 
I mean, hey, anytime you're in a situation where you're so good, they have to change, literally change the game. That's uh, that's pretty elite shit. And I feel it's controversy because controversial because um, I get I get that they're like I mean I get why they would want to change it, but at the same time, it's like well, from an offensive standpoint, if a player knows your cadence so well that they're willing to just go all in on it, maybe you're giving it away or you need to change your game. Right. You need to change shit up. Maybe go on too. <laughs> you know, like it's no one should have that much confidence to be able to do that. Right. And you know, I, I'm sure that there were a couple of times where he guessed wrong. <laughs> he got called for offsides or some shit, but man, when he timed that out, it was, it was something fun to watch. Uh, oh, yeah. So anyway, at your number four, I have Brian Dawkins. Hey, look at that. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming you mean of the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. So we're pretty much on the same page. You had him at four, and yeah, I had him at five. And I had Paul Amalo at four, and you had him at you had him at three? Three. Wow. Yep. That's pretty cool. Um, all right. Well, uh, I guess I'll just go ahead and move up the list. For my number three, I had Ken Houston of the Houston Oilers back in the day. So it's funny. I actually, my original draft, I had him as my number 10. Really? And then I went back through and I, you know, obviously um, revised it. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know enough about him. I knew like he was a stud. I've seen some highlights, but I didn't know enough to. Once I started really revising it, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I kind of you know that's why he got left off. Anyways. I get it. <clears throat> you know, he's one of those dudes. He didn't play for a great team by any stretch. It was the Oilers back in like. I don't even know if it was the Love You Blue days. I really honestly don't. But I just know that he was an absolute baller. Uh, he's like the consummate safety. I think he was like 6'3", <laughs> just perfect size and all that. But he was also, you know, other than just laying the wood like you had to do back in those days, he was an interception master. Like, he had a lot of picks. Like just a turnover machine. 49. Yeah, he was really, really good. He was, uh, he was one of those guys that if you're drawing up a safety and you just, you just to put him – in your team, your all-time teams, he's got to be one of those guys that you're going to consider just because he fits the bill so perfectly. Yeah, he, um, yeah, he's that's a lot of interceptions. Yeah, Golly. yeah, it really is. Um, he's yeah, he's great. So I, I feel pretty good about that pick there. Um, yeah, and I, I tend to not lean toward guys who played in the way bygone eras just because the game has changed so much since then. But there are some guys that it's just like they transcend that entire concept. Sure. It's really hard to make these lists, too, because of that. At least for DBs, receivers, right. quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like how because do you compare from that era to this era? It's tough. You know, so. I mean, I feel like your linemen, your running backs, linebackers can all pretty much stay the same. Yeah, for the most part, I think you're probably right. Yeah, I mean, it'll shift a little bit, but it, it shouldn't be too transparent. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. 
Um, so that yeah, that was my number three. So we're at the top two. Who do you have at two? Ed Reed. Ed Reed, huh? Oh yeah, I loved him watching playing football. I am, except for when I, you know, lost to him in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I you know, um, so I'll just go ahead. I'm I'm just guessing, just a hunch. <laughs> I bet I know who your number one is. I bet you don't. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna guess it's Ronnie Lott. Yeah, because he's only the greatest football player to ever play. <laughs> Yeah, I figured that was coming. So uh, I just want to go ahead and give you my number two. Okay. My number two is, uh, I don't know if you've heard of him. It's kind of obscure. It's a guy named Ronnie Lott. Oh. (laughs) Ten finger Ronnie or nine finger? Uh, You know, a little bit of both. Uh, and my, my number one is Ed Reed. Wow. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I, I went first, so that means you copied all of me, right? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Um, so as far as your number two and my number one, uh, when we talk about safeties, to me, uh, you know, Ed Reed is like the consummate guy. Look, I don't really even need to bring up any kind of numbers or anything like that, but he was so good and so dangerous that he's the one guy that Bill Belichick was afraid of. You know what I mean? Like when when they had that uh, that football life where they followed around Bill Belichick for two or for a full season, they showed him in a meeting with Brady, and they're talking about their upcoming game with the Ravens, and the only guy they're talking about is Ed Reed. And how they need to stay the fuck away from that guy because he's so good and he'll bait you every time. He's just if Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are talking about him and with that kind of reverence, who the fuck am I to judge otherwise? You know? Right. Yeah, right. Like I think he even said that on the top 100 players of all time. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, you know. he I, Ed Reed was amazing. He had all the skills you ever needed. He, he could lay the wood, but so much more dangerous because of his ability to just, you could not throw the ball deep enough. And if you threw it anywhere in his area, he could take it from you. And he and then once he had the ball in his hand, look out because he could take it to the house. I think he had like the longest interception return for a touchdown. I think he had it like. That's the thing. Every time he intercepted it, it was like, well, there's sticks on the board. Right. It's like, oh, shit, we done let every get the ball. We're fucked. I mean, it, it didn't. I mean, um, gosh, there's one. I don't remember if it was a playoff game, but there's one time. No, it wasn't a playoff game. He had, re- he had returned a touchdown from like the middle, like from like 104 yards, right? Yeah middle of the end zone and then he got another interception off of a halfback pass the following week oh wow their baltimore's coach before um harbaugh um uh, billick yeah billick i don't know for some reason it just sticks out he i can remember watching him on a highlight saying like Get down, Ed. Get down. Like when he, but he decided to return it, and then he just started cheering because he obviously broke. Right. It. And yeah, Ed Reed every touch ball is just six points, so just 
Yeah. So to me, that was the reason I had him at number one over Ronnie Lott. You know, Ronnie Lott is obviously like, if you're making a Mount Rushmore of safeties, like I think he's probably going to be on most people. Sure. I mean, I mean, I feel like he's your solid. He's number one for me just because I'm a Niners fan. He's my favorite player of all time. Right. So that's why I have him ahead of Ed Reed. But outside that bias, I probably would have had Ed Reed. Well, you know, it's not like it's just your bias. Like, you know, anything I ever watch where they're talking about the greatest safeties and all that, like Ronnie Lott is usually number one on everybody's list. And, you know, it's he's he's one of those dudes. He was so good that he was like a shutdown corner his rookie year. And then they moved him to safety and he was somehow even better. Like, fuck. well, he brought that energy because they were, um, they were, they were the Bears before he came in. Yeah, I blocker from. He was, uh, he, he was, fuck. He's, he's so good that it's kind of hard to quantify. Like, you can look at numbers and all that kind of stuff. With the safety, it's kind of hard to to qualify somebody because you know. Safeties, they don't tend to get the most interceptions and do all that kind of stuff. You know, they don't tend to get the most tackles. They don't tend to get the most sacks. So numbers-wise, it's really hard to quantify. But just all you have to do is watch the tape and just watch how he played and see him jumping routes and you see him, you know, just laying out. Right, that's the thing. Like, you know they're an elite player, an elite specimen – when they elevate players around them. Yeah. So it's not so much about like, oh man, this dude ended with 60 picks and eight returns in his career or whatever, but he just elevated the entire, not even just defense, but the team. He brought a whole new energy to the locker room. Yeah. No, I mean, no doubt. And the same thing with Reed, you know, mm-hmm. that's just what separates great from good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, out of all the guys on the list, we had our one and two. You know, they're a little out of order, but uh, I, I don't think either one of us disagrees that the other one should be where they're at. You know what I mean? Like, I, no, I, I can't imagine someone hearing this and going, "Ed Reed? No, no, no. He should be like nine, maybe not even on the list." You know what I mean? I, I don't think you'll have that until like another two hundred years of football down the road. <laughs> yeah, shit. Who knows? Fucking. Yeah the way things go but yeah that's our that's our list of safeties so i mean looking at this um as far as the ones who actually made the list our top tens um there was only a couple that i had that you didn't we were pretty much neck and neck like um obviously i had sean taylor and you didn't right but you had but you had steve atwater and i didn't right and then Vice versa on, um, uh, uh, um, I I didn't have Ken. Excuse me, not vice versa. You had Ken Houston, where I had Charles Woodson. Right. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we had a few things here or there that uh, a couple of discrepancies, but you know, there's a bunch of guys on there that we had that were pretty much simpatico. Um, you know, it's 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 interesting. You had Darren Woodson in like your top five, and I had I didn't even have him on the list. And I had Ken Houston in my top three, and you didn't even have him on your list. So it's just, it's funny how we could be so close on so many of them. But, you know, because 
we're talking about something that's so subjective that you know it's it's again like this isn't <laughs> i feel like the corners though whenever we do corners I feel like there'll be more discrepancy there. Oh, I think there's going to be a shit ton more discrepancy. I think there's going to be a shit ton more discrepancy. I feel like until we get to the 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 elite three or four, I think I think we're going to be pretty similar there. I I 100 agree. Um, but I think I feel like the the middle to bottom half. I, I don't think we're going to be anywhere clear next to each other. I would, I would bet you're probably right. <laughs> okay, so that's our list of safeties. Um, so I, I appreciate you coming on and, and doing this. We're going to do this for a bunch of other positions. Um, so look for that. Um, Hey everyone, just a quick little follow-up. Uh, I want to go ahead and thank Tyler again for helping out with the uh, podcast, especially with this segment. We're probably going to talk about a lot of sports and uh, other such things as we go along. He and I, you know, he's uh, he's a sports nut, specifically a football nut, so it works out great. And we've had a lot of long conversations on the phone just talking about why his 49ers uh, fucked up by not taking a wide receiver for why the Bears are the most cursed team this side of the Brown. We do that a lot. Uh, it's almost like a therapy session. <laughs> so we figured, why not go ahead and record it? Um, we both love sports. We both love football. And uh, we're going to do a lot more. This specific segment is just going to be, you know, our top ten lists, you know, our opinions on who the best players are in NFL history at each position. Um, and like I said, I'm a sucker for a top ten list. So this is right up my alley. I hope that, uh, you know, someone else enjoys listening to us ramble on about this. But if not, whatever. We're just kind of doing it for us anyway. But, uh, you know, look for our our new list of corners. That'll be coming out too. And uh, we'll have more top ten lists of our, uh, you know, greatest NFL players coming up soon. So thank you again for listening. And uh, go Bears. Go Bears.